You're listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. With over 1.5 million downloads, this is the place to be for all your short-term rental knowledge as part of the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. This episode is brought to you by the kind sponsorship of Price Labs, who will help increase your revenue and occupancy with their dynamic pricing and revenue management tools. Price Labs have just launched their 2023 breakthrough release of the next generation of revenue management. This brand new cutting edge solution leverages hyper local data to optimize rates and increase your revenue like never before. Visit the link in the description of this episode for more information. Without further delay, here's your host, Heather Bayer. We know that the number one criteria on every guest list for a great vacation is a spotlessly clean property, but the topic of cleaning seems to be relegated to an afterthought. Well, today it's front and center with Sean Kemper, the founder of ETI Solutions, talking about all things cleaning. Stay tuned. This is a great conversation and you are going to learn a lot. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm super excited to be back with you once again as we explore the ins and the outs of the vacation rental industry and share valuable insights and strategies to help you succeed in this really ever-evolving market. Not a day goes past without reading something else that's changing in this market. It's interesting. It's exciting. It never fails to keep us on our toes. And one thing should be keeping us on our toes is cleaning. I know it's not the sort of topic that everybody wants to be thinking about. You know, we're all so interested in marketing and social media, etc., and the new tech that's coming out and how to use that. But today we are coming back to basics and talking about cleaning and sanitation. And you're really, you are going to find this interesting. I promise you. This has always been such a critical aspect of running a successful vacation rental property. As I said, right in the introduction there, it's the number one criteria on every guest's list for a great vacation. They want a clean property. So our guest today, is going to tell us all about this. And it's Sean Kemper, and he's the founder of ETI Solutions, which is a company which has a mission to revolutionize cleaning practices and education within the short-term rental business. And you know how dear education is to my heart. And when I had a chat with Sean prior to doing this recording, it was very clear that he has this mission to educate hosts and managers into the right methods of cleaning, using the right products, etc. So in today's episode, we're going to dive deep into the importance of cleaning in short-term rentals and explore the challenges faced by everyone involved in this business, property managers, hosts, etc. And we're going to talk about how education can truly make a significant difference. And Sean's going to share his insights and his experiences 
and solutions in more than one way that can help transform the way you approach cleanliness in your vacation rental properties. So if you are looking to enhance your property's cleaning standards and stay ahead in this competitive market, you don't want to miss this conversation. So let's jump right in. So I am super excited and I actually am excited to have with me today, Sean Kemper from ETI Industries, because we're going to be talking about cleaning. And and I have to say, Sean, that prior to talking to you the other day, when we had a discussion about this podcast and what we we're going yeah. to talk about, I hadn't really thought about cleaning too much. And it was sort of that afterthoughty thing. Cleaning products, we just go buy them from Home Depot or, or the supermarket, and then we use them and then that's it. But we had this discussion and I came away and, you know, my life hasn't been the same since. <laughs> so so thank, first, <laughs> first of all, thank you so much for joining me. I know this is going to be a great conversation because if I get passionate about something, then <laughs> then it's always a good conversation. And I I I have to say, I think I'm almost passionate about cleaning products now. So super to have you here. Let's just kick off with, you're a chemical specialist. How did you get into the vacation rental business? What's what's the story? Oh yeah, well, my cleaning started years and years ago. I actually started with a company called Ecolab out of New Orleans. And uh, we basically trained and educated all the fast food restaurants on how to properly use our cleaning products. So I did that for several years, was up in Chicago as a DM for them, and then uh, came down to the family business. Dad asked me to come down here and, and, and get this thing going down in South Alabama, which is where we're located. But one of my first distributors I picked up was Liberty Linens, and um, they were down on the beach in Orange Beach. And I kind of, after working with them and helping supply them with products and kind of seeing what they were doing, I was like, wow, this is an industry. And this was 15, 16 years ago, if not longer. I was like, this is an industry that is missing a lot of education and training. So right there kind of started the, my, my career with the vacation rental. From there, I helped them pick up their customers down along the beach area. I then through them heard about BRHP and we joined the vacation rental housekeeping professionals. And I continued to pick up more distributors down along the Florida coast and doing the same thing, educating and training those folks. And just and then, you know, we've reached the Outer Banks now. We've got some out in Washington State. So just trying to be the expert in the industry and to be there to help everybody. That's fantastic. And of course, yes, you know, it, it's not something I've really thought about a great deal because in the hotel business, I guess, you know, it, it's easy. Every, you know, the same cleaners go in every single day. They use exactly the same products. And of course, in this industry, it's individual hosts, it's in it's property managers. And even with the property managers, they've got different people going in and maybe they're, you know, unless they've got their housekeepers in house where they have control, they really don't have much control over what's going into the, the properties. No, it's um, hard. It's tricky. Yeah. So you talk about the art of clean and I love that because it's sort of mixing art and science. What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I developed that probably five years ago and I just, you know, cause there is an art to it. You got to understand why we use the products we do. And when I educate on that, I, I spoke at BRMA last year in Vegas on the art of clean. And I just want people to understand why we are grabbing these products off the shelf. You know, there's acids, there's neutral products, there's alkaline based products. Why do we use each one of these? Why do we need all of these? There's safer chemicals, there's hazardous chemicals, you know. So we need to understand our chemistry and, and, and choosing safer, better products 
but say like just an example, a, a shower glass door. It's kind of funny because I've been into some properties where they're like, oh, that glass is nor- that's that's haze. That's supposed to look like that. I'm like, no, that's that's a mineral buildup. So I can go in there and show them, you know, by using an acid based product and the acids are safer. Sometimes they have a pungent owner that people get turned off by. But typically they're a phosphoric or citric acid. So they're very safe. But because I think citric acids in Coca-Cola. But anyways, if you use an acid on that shower glass door, you will help remove that mineral buildup, your calcium, lime, your rust. If you grab a a degreaser or a fabuloso type product, it's not going to cut that mineral buildup. So understanding the right product makes a big difference. I remember years ago in a home I had that, you know, that I'd struggled for forever with that shower door. And I tried everything, you know, the bleach and CLR and anything that I could find on the supermarket shelves. And that sort of brings me back to this, this whole thing about products. You know, you go into the supermarket or you go into Home Depot and there, there is a whole aisle of cleaning products. Overwhelming. And it is overwhelming. So I, I tackled my cleaner at home yesterday <laughs> when she arrived. And I said, okay, I want to see what <laughs> poor girl. What I said, I want to see what's in there. And and she bu- pulled out, she said, Well, I always use I always use this stuff. It's from the from the dollar store. It's it's the awesome cleaner. And she said, It really is awesome. Let let's just explore awesome cleaner and that type of product, Sean. It's it's interesting. You know, you know, there's there's so many products out there and you know, you got to look at the retail products. A lot of time when you're buying those things off the shelf, they're not commercial grade because they do have to water them back a little bit more. So they're safer for, for, you know, people at the house using kids, moms, dads, whatever it might be. So you really got to be careful. So those products usually expect a lot more elbow grease to get the job done. Awesome. It's, it's, I guess it's a good product. I've never used it, but I do see it out there in, in restaurants and other places. I know it is cheap, or maybe you think it's cheap. I know you get a small bottle, kind of a little slender looking bottle at the dollar store. And if it's a buck something or whatever, then, but that's probably a pH of around 10. So again, I was talking about those mineral buildup. It's not going to be able to do everything, but it could be a, an okay all-purpose product. Okay, I think we're going to have to go into the uh, chemical and the science of this in a, in, in a second. Um, but let, let's just look, just take a broad overview. You know, what is it that owners and property managers should actually know about the products that are being used in the properties that they own or manage? Definitely. I love this question. And, you know, they need to take a little ownership in it. I've seen throughout the years that it was always like, oh, that's not my problem. It's the contractor or it's, uh, you know, somebody else down down the food chain. But if you understand a little bit of the chemistry and why they're using those products, you can save some damage. Some products could hurt marble, granite, natural stone countertops. You know, if they use an acid, that's going to that's gonna break it down and remove that nice finish that it has on there. On fabrics, there's acids will, will, um, will hurt fabric. It'll break up the fibers in the carpet. You know, obviously bleach will bleach out stuff as well. And bleach is corrosive. It's got a pH of 13. It's actually not even approved by the EPA to, to remove molded mildew because it doesn't do anything but bleach the flour. There's a root in there. There's a, you know, there's a deeper problem going on. So we just need to understand those choosing those, those right products. And if the property owner could go off of that, property manager seeing these things out there, they can, you know, oh, that's a wrong product. Or maybe the labels aren't on there right. You know, you got to have a properly labeled bottle. So there's, there's some things they should be educated on as, as well, just to make sure. Well, so, so where can they get this education? Well, I mean, I offer the education. I'll be speaking at, I'm doing a couple of panels at VRMA this year. 
Uh, I did one for uh, thanks for visiting the girls over there with an Airbnb host group. I'm always trying to, you know, I'm trying to evolve my business. So ETI is educate, train and innovate. So I'm offering consulting. I've done some Zoom calls with other companies. I'm looking at a cleaning service company right now that's on a nationwide growth. And I'm going to do a cleaning portal with them so we could go over floors and the Blackfoot syndrome, mold and mildew, uh, maybe just something as simple as cooktop stoves or even body oils in a sink in a, a, a tub. So just helping everybody educate is, is what I'm here for. Okay, so so we've just got half an hour or so. So we're going to cover off a few of these things and try and get some of this education out there. So you just mentioned Blackfoot, a black the Blackfoot problem. Can you talk about that? What is it, and and what can we do about it when they know what it is? Again, that's where it comes in that, that chemical training and industry and understanding. So basically, what what's going on with your Blackfoot is either there's a couple so things. What what is Blackfoot? Blackfoot is a heavy buildup on the tile and grout floor. So right. when you're walking in your white socks or if a baby's crawling around and then they look at it and they've got that, just that black stain all over. It. And then, oh, okay. then you get your complaints and you're like, well, I was just there. I mopped it. I swear. So then there's a little bit of issue between the cleaners and then, and, and the management. But what they need to understand is choosing definitely during our busy season is to choose a neutral product and make sure you're a diluting it properly um, I know people like Fabuloso and believe it or not, that's a neutral product, but they try to use too much of it. And all that fragrance in that product makes the floor sticky. So A, you're attracting the dirt and the grease from the kitchens and wherever getting down on that floor. And it's just putting that heavy buildup. So you come in there and mop it with that type of product, think it's clean, but there's a micro layer of buildup that we can't see. So using the right product, neutral during the busy season. And even sometimes, I know this is crazy because I'm a chemical guy, but you can come in there with just hot water. Uh, I know some people transition to a steam mop sometimes, but there's already so much soap and build up on there that sometimes hot water just helps remove a lot of that. I'm sorry, go ahead. So would, would, you, would you recommend that sort of, a, you know, every so often just to go in and just do hot water? And now, now you're talking about tile floors. What about um, hardwood floors? Uh, hardwood floors are sealed, so you know they've got a, a coating on them uh, that's that's sealed. So all that is just simple surface, you know. So there's nothing going into the grout and causing those issues. So again, that's where it's key to get that dilution properly, because if you put too much chemical on the floor, then you get a funny little hazing, and it doesn't it doesn't look as right, and then it'll obviously collect more dirt and grease. And and does that go for the for the sort of Swiffer products? I, I have a tough time <laughs> with those because. When, you know, I've used them at the house before, but sometimes they have the little bucket that has the little pads in there and there's so much soap in those things and they've got to soak them. I just don't feel that there's a proper dilution in there. So when you slap that on the Swiffer and start to mop, the first area you do is going to have a ton of chemical and build up on it. Then as you go down the floor and work your way around, you get less and less chemicals. So I'm just not a fan of that cleaning method. So what's the simplest thing for a floor? I mean, I still love the microfiber pads because they absorb a lot. And if you're armed with two or three, you know, I, I train people to have like a little charging bucket. So you could put, you know, a, a light solution of a, dil a diluted solution and then just have, I don't know, have 10 or 12 of these microfiber pads on there. So as your cleaning properties, you can swap them out a little bit and you'll have a fresh pad every time. We've actually designed a new mopping program, which I'm glad to, to introduce. It's called the Drop and Go Mopping System. So with my drop-and-go cartridges, it's a perfect, accurate dilution every single time. This is a sturdy aluminum built frame with the microfiber pads. 
And so it can just put out the perfect amount of chemical diluted right, and it takes all that guessing out of it, and it, it really it really gets the job done quick. Tell me about, you know, I've, I've got a, a, a robo vacuum cleaner because I've got a dog and oh, yeah. it's called, it's, it's made by shark. It's called Bruce, of course. So, so, you know, Bruce, it, Bruce runs around and picks up all the dog hair. It doesn't take the place of a, of a darn good vacuum, but <laughs> at least I'm not seeing it all the time. Yeah. But I've seen some of these robo things that are, are, you put water in them and they do the mopping. What can you say about those? Those are, are, are good, but it's tricky in the vacation rental, short-term rental space because yeah. you, you've got so much more foot traffic. And I haven't, I haven't personally seen one of those work, so I can't say. But, I mean, it's a good concept, you know, if it's, if it's something there to help. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know how that would would Right. Proceed. Yeah, that, that was really for my benefit. <laughs> I mean, it probably does good for you, you and your husband and a, a couple dogs, maybe. It could, <laughs> yeah. it could do good. At least it's helping a little bit. Well, absolutely. Let's go a little bit more specific. You've talked about neutral products. You've talked about acid-based products. And I'm still a little bit unsure about, you know, how I go about finding these products if I'm not buying them directly from you. So and so, so let's talk about the specific products that you'd perhaps use in different parts of, of the home, maybe, you know, in the kitchen or the bathroom, exteriors, on the appliances. I mean, are, are you going to have this huge product line of that you're carrying around different things for different places right i mean my goal too is as when i'm you know when i'm educating and training is one of my jobs is to help lighten the load and i want to eliminate some of these products i just got a list from a company uh, a couple weeks ago and they were asking me to help look at the list of cleaning products why are we using these you know what's going on which i love this because these owners need to know this and they're taking some great initiative but they had a list of almost 20 products and I'm sitting there going down the list. I'm like, wow, that does the same thing. That This all purpose, this product, this product. And so there was five products that I could eliminate there with just one of our drop and goes or just one of a, you know, maybe just a product that they like using. Maybe it, it, they were all basically all purpose products. A couple of them smelled different, but um, that's where you got to take control as the property management team is like, hey, you know, we don't need if you have your in-house cleaning because you really can't tell the contractors typically what to use. You could prefer and recommend. But, you know, eliminate some of those products so you save money, so you make training easier. I mean, it just really got to kind of dumb down the system sometimes because there's just too many products and everybody's going to complain about something. But you just got to be stern and say, hey, this is what we're going to use. We know it works. It eliminates four other products and a lot of money. Yeah, because you go to the, once again into the supermarket on the supermarket shelves. And you've got something for the kitchen and then you've got something else for the bathroom. And, and that, that makes and- sense. I mean, because obviously in our kitchen, if you think of our soil loads, they're greasy. You're cooking, you got, you know, you got ch- raw chicken or something like that on there. So we got to see the bacteria and things that we can't see. So we've got to know that we have a, a disinfectant a, or a sanitizer is fine. And, but you got to clean those greasy soils typically first and then come back with your sanitizer. Obviously in our bathrooms, we've got mineral buildup and calcium, lime and rust with our water. Um, so you can need to typically use an, an acid based product or something a little bit lower on the pH scale. So we just need to understand our areas, which was a good good point to make. And, you know, the floors are different. The countertops are different and the bathrooms will be different. So we just need to make sure we and you know have those right products. OK, um, I want to touch on a topic because I'm sure people are thinking this. Those who 
love natural products and they're thinking chemicals i will never use chemicals in my home everything's got to be natural can you talk about the is it myth of natural natural cleaner that it doesn't have any chemicals in it i mean you've got to have something in there even with your natural products your essential oils and things like that I mean, there's there's a chemical makeup in there of, of how those oils are extracted and everything else in the natural. Uh, we use tea tree in one of our products and we love it. Um, mm-hmm. It's a mold and mildew product. And if you do some research on it, it's got to be Australian tea tree. It can't be Chinese or different. So there's something about the certain areas where this is grown that it makes it a better antimicrobial based product. But the uh, tea tree will actually remove every single strand of mold and mildew out there. And we did this years and years ago because I'm down on the coast of Alabama. So we have hurricanes. And when hurricanes come in, you got mold, mildew, all kinds of toxic and foul stuff being coming into the houses. So we developed Sporgo, did a lot of study and tests, and this product is actually neutral, but it removes all the mold and mildew, and it has a pleasant, you know, fragrance, and it's safe for us, which is tremendous. And even if our drop and go products, you know, those have the safer choice label on it, which means they're less toxic, they're better for us, they're better for the environment. And then we're also leaving a less carbon footprint because of the packaging that we designed for that program. So sometimes people might just go to the health store and buy an essential oil, but you got to understand how to dilute it properly. Because if you use too much of those essential oils, they have a VOCs in them, which is volatile organic compounds, which could be not good for us breathing, especially if you're cleaning multiple houses for eight hours a day. You know, that's something you don't want to breathe in every day. So we've got to be careful with the natural products, too. That's a really interesting point. I want to um, sort of delve a little bit deeper into the whole issue of mildew because, you know, we're up, up here in Ontario. You know, everybody thinks we live in the snow, but in fact, in, in the summer, it's incredibly humid. Really? And yes, and a lot of wood houses. So it's mildew's a big issue. And, and they also, they sit empty all winter often because they're inaccessible during the winter. So... It just seems that, you know, when I was going out to look at properties, that mildew was probably one of the biggest problems that they faced. So give me the story of mildew, because I know you've talked about flowers and roots and things. <laughs> right. So explain that a bit more. Just understand, you know, there's so many different types of mold and mildews out there. <clears throat> I mean, just there's probably about a thousand. But, you know, some just to go in our, in our showers and tubs and you start to see that little bit of a pink buildup, that typically isn't a mold or mildew. It's actually a bacteria caused by soap scum. But by utilizing your disinfectants or your Sporgo type products, these will help remove and eradicate the mold. But again, when you think of mold, it's a flower. So my hand's the flower and then you got the stem and then you got the roots. So those are all built into the growing into the tile and grout. So when you use your bleach, it does what it's supposed to do. It bleaches out. So it disappears that color, it, which is fine. It, it's quick. It's easy. It's, it's, everybody likes to use it. But when you disappear that flower, there's still that stem and root in there. So you've got to have a product that actually penetrates to eradicate the problem. And there's products out there. Our spore goes one of them, but there's several other products out there. But if you get into that root and totally kill that thing, then it's not going to grow back as quickly. I mean, like you said, you're, you're in a humid climate, so it's going to always be there. But by using something, uh, a better type product than bleach, you're going to get rid of the problem quicker. And also in these places that are closed up for a while, Sporgo can be sprayed on carpet and safe on all your fabrics. So it'll leave, it'll remove a lot of those mold and mildews to help the, pro- the property stay fresher throughout the, a tough season like that if nobody's in there. 
All right. Interesting. I'm going to take a short break just now to hear about our sponsor, Price Labs, directly from one of their clients. We're going to be right back with more from this great interview in just a few moments. I got into real estate through a strategy called house hacking where I lived in a property and I rented out the other rooms to live for free. That was my first exposure to real estate. So now I have eight short-term rentals and we also have an in-house property management team. Didn't have any sophistication around changing pricing for weekdays and weekends and different bundles and high season and low season. We were kind of just guessing. We're in an area that had a lot of events going on from time to time. And we realized quickly that using just Airbnb for pricing or VRBO for pricing, it wasn't accurate. We were losing money by not being able to have a calendar that would update without us thinking about it. So we were just looking into different options, different ways that we could have better pricing. And we just did a demo with Price Labs. And Price Labs kind of became easy for us. We learned better ways to use it. I think the setup at the beginning is like the most probably important part. Like, because once you set it up properly at the beginning, it can really run pretty much without too much manual input. And in some areas, if you set it up properly at the beginning, it doesn't require much manual input at all after that. So I would say at the beginning, we were doing multiple trainings. I think we even reached out to Price Lab support and we were doing demos just to make sure that each property was set up the right way. Because for the most part, then after it's set up properly, there doesn't you don't have to tinker with it that much. I also felt like we were leaving money on the table. In general, things just became way more organized and I felt like we had a better handle. I also just don't like the feeling of losing money, even if I don't know how much it is. And I felt like that's significantly gone away. Thank you so much for that testimonial. It was great to hear how Price Labs is working so practically with their clients to help them achieve success. So let's go on right back now to our interview. Um, there isn't a diploma in cleaning. <laughs> I bet you wish there was. Maybe you're, maybe you're building a diploma in cleaning. I mean, we've covered quite a few of these things, but how do we know that a cleaner or a housekeeper, and you've touched on this when you've got an outside cleaning company going in, how do you present this to them? Find out what products they're actually using. And also, you know, when you're hiring somebody, how do you put it across to them? You know, ask, how do you ask the right questions to figure out what it is that they like to use and whether they're going to be open to using something else. Yeah. And as you know, as you and I discussed earlier, it's, it's awesome for these property managers and management team operations to, to have a strong knowledge too to ask a couple key questions to, because there's so many independent contractors out there and, you know, make sure they are educated. Why, you know, tell me a little bit about an asset. Why would you use that? You know, just something so simple as that. Or, you know, what do you do with a carpet stain or maybe even how do you treat your floors? Because floors, like we talked about the Blackfoot syndrome, is, is it's all across the board. I mean, everybody seems to kind of have that issue. 
So we just want to, you know, it just it's just so critical to help with all these educations and understanding. We're looking at doing a, a education portal where I could people can get online and look at certain little classrooms or certain techniques to use for the various areas of cleaning. So what about cleaning cloths? I mean, you touched on microfiber. Is there any other, any other specific type of fabric for different cleaning tasks that you recommend? I mean, there's different levels of microfiber. They actually have a glass one that is a little bit smoother and it's made for glass, which is neat. Um, a lot of times, you know, glass is tricky. You don't necessarily need a lot of glass cleaner. Sometimes you can get away with just a microfiber rag and you could buff the glass off real quick. But if you are going to use a glass cleaner with a microfiber rag, be very, very, very minimal. You do not need a lot of chemical. I would do one little mist and then just do the whole mirror or whatever you're cleaning. But, um, you know, a lot of people don't like using microfiber. I've got a casino down here in the Mississippi coast I work with. And if you put a microfiber on her hand, it kind of catches it, drags a little bit from your dry skin, maybe. And that just freaks her out. So she won't use it, um, which is interesting. You know, a lot of people still use paper towels and, you know, that's fine, too. But it, it can be a lot of excess waste and and costly. But um, I mean, I still think the microfiber is one of the better cleaning cloths out there. And are the, are the different grades of microfiber? Because you could go into, into the dollar store and there's a ton of options. Yeah, and if you look at the blends, I mean, because there are different blends, you know, there's an 80-20, there might be a, a 70-30, and, you know, depending on what materials they're putting in there as basically a filler, you know, it might not be the best absorbent and might cause other issues too. So you, you do want to get a, a decent quality. Yeah, I want to turn to fragrance now. I mean, you mentioned tea tree. I mean, I do love the smell of, of tea tree, but manufacturers make products with these smells that are, are meant to be attractive. Some are better than others, for sure. I specifically like a neutral, no smell type of fragrance. Can you, can you just talk to you know, the, the fragrance that are in these products, is it necessary? I had, a, I had known a, an owner once who had a cleaner who would put the blue cleaner in the toilets before leaving because, and just leave it there because she wanted the guests to come in and smell the disinfectant. So they had been cleaned. Right. That's basically right. what the message that was she, she was trying to get across. Definitely. And, and, and then wondered why there were complaints from guests who said, you know, they, they walked in and it, <laughs> the place smells Wrong like a toilet. Smell. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's bad. And, you know, I don't, I know our, our grandparents, everybody loved pine salt back in the day, but certain fragrances turn you off. I don't, I don't like the pine smell. They do say in our chemical industry that smell sells because people, you know, our senses, you're going to, you know, if you smell something that's pleasant and lovely to you, you're going to want to buy it. And if it works, that's even better. But, you know, something that smells good to you might not smell good to the next guest. So you don't want it. And that's why, you know, Fabuloso is so overused and so heavy fragrance. We do want a, a little bit of a fragrance to freshen up the air and there's cooking odors and smoke and, you know, there's other things in the air. So choosing, like you're saying, you know, kind of choosing a neutral uh, scent is, is really nice. Ocean breeze type smells. Uh, we've actually worked with our fragrance companies and, and they really get nerdy into it. And they, they go by demographics, by different nationalities, love different types of smells. And, you know, it's, it's really kind of tricky. So you want to, and they'll show us studies of, of people and how this may be an apple or a cinnamon or an orange, grapefruit, whatever these scents are. And they, they kind of evolve and change over time too. So you got to really make sure you get a decent smell that the get, because the guests like to smell, you have something clean when you walk in, but 
you don't want it overpowering with chemicals and everything else. I do a, a short course actually called the first 10 minutes, which is about, you know, that, that arriving impression. at a property, standing at the front door, opening the door, and then the senses, what, what happens with the senses when you open the door. And that first impression can, can have a, such an impact on the rest of the stay. Huge. And that's where that, uh, you know, being very, very careful about the smell. And I did, um, I, I've talked to people who said, well, I've got the plug-in air fresheners. And I've said, take them out. Take them out. <laughs> right. You walk in there, woo, your eyes are burning. And, you know, again, it smells good to you. You like that fragrance. But, you know, maybe somebody else doesn't. And that, that'll turn yeah. somebody off, too. What are you covering up? Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. What are you covering up? Just on the topic of, um, of odors. What do you recommend for, you know, hanging around odors, sort of things that, that everybody encounters? You know, the guests have had a big fried breakfast half an hour before they left. So there's that smell of bacon. Um, maybe the, good smell. the smell of <laughs> I, I love the smell of bacon that, that can stay around forever, right. um, but, but maybe the smell of um, really spicy food. And then of course, if, if somebody happens to, then there's, Somebody happens to smoke indoors when, of course, they, they shouldn't be, but they do. And then pet odors, perhaps. So what should they do about neutralizing odors? Yeah, there's a couple checkpoints and, you know, things we can do mechanically. You know, when you go into that property, if the weather's decent, you could always open up the windows and get some fresh air coming in. Leave the front door open if you can. That'll help blow the air throughout the property. Changing out air filters will harbor a lot of the cooking oils and pet danders and things like that. Obviously, you need a couple products. You need an air attack, which is an odor eliminator for the air that'll lock up odors if there's foul stuff in there. And then also by utilize, I love to use, you know, bacteria type products for the floors because they break down greases and, and other odors. And so that'll kind of really freshen up the property. So you just mentioned something called air attack. It, I just when I when I when I introduce our products, I say there's an air attack and a ground attack. So we have an odor eliminator right. that I'm calling the air attack, and then the mopping product or the carpet product that would be your ground attack. So you're attacking right. odors at all levels. Okay, so so is I mean, is this something that you could you just buy off the shelf for odor eliminator? I mean, you got, you know, I mean, Febreze, you see them. Febreze see has them. been out there forever, but I've heard people over the years, you know, it doesn't work like it used to and you know the, when they first came out with it it was probably an awesome odor eliminator but as they started selling to the millions and billions they've weeded back the chemical and maybe have more fragrance in there we always just manufacture a simple commercial grade product that's going to deal with the 10 to 20 people you have in your property we've got a product called odor sorb that we recommend and then our, our chemzyme cleaner which breaks down stuff on carpet and you get somebody sitting on a sofa or they spill food or they got body oils on there that chemzyme really breaks down a lot of those odors and, and oils so you know there, there's good products out there and you know work with your your local supply house or whoever you might network with for your chemicals and, and they should help you point you in the right direction but i mean if you want to reach out to me i'm always available too that's excellent is there anything we haven't covered here sean oh god sure there is i mean <laughs> <laughs> there could be outside there could be grills there could be you know balconies salt air grills <laughs> yeah let's talk let's talk grills because you know every property in ontario where i am you know every single property has a grill there is, uh, yeah, you, you won't get anybody renting re renting a, a, a property if it doesn't have one. And then, of course, yeah, grill cleaning is 
big issue for for the cleaners and it, it used to be one of the biggest complaints that we had yeah. when people got to a property and the grill hadn't been cleaned properly and grills are tough and gr- i mean my buddy my, my safety man justin ford um the prince of darkness <laughs> <laughs> you you i'm just gonna say you called him a safety man you had another word for him the prince um, of darkness. right the prince of darkness Love it. i don't know if he likes that or not he, he hasn't hit me yet so <laughs> he's bigger than i am <laughs> but um you know there's that grease been underneath the grill that all the drippings go into. And that is so critical to clean out and empty because it will spark a fire if it gets too close to the flame. That's critical. You've got to use an an aggressive alkaline based product. We talked about alkalines, um, degreaser type products to really, you know, degrease the inside and get those grill grades cleaned. You need a good wire brush, but you got to be careful on the wire brush. You need one with short short bristles because, and and you want it to be uh, well built because sometimes those little stainless steels can get off on the grill and then you might have somebody ingest that. So that's, that's a little scary, but you know, cleaning the outside of your grill, good stainless steel cleaner, polishing it helps protect it, you know, cleaning those grates inside. And again, emptying out that little, that little grease bucket that all those drippings go into is, is, is really critical. And don't put it up against the walls or, or, or wood, you know, have it out somewhat, a two foot radius around materials. Yeah, that's just, I, I did the safe, I've, I've got my safety certificate, my safety um, inspector's certificate via Breezeway. So I've done all that stuff. Good. Yes, Good do not put barbecues against railings yeah. or against walls. Vinyl side. Um, <laughs> just go back on the actual grill itself and cleaning that. What What do you recommend for that? I mean, there's, you know, you get you a good, they got the, the grill brushes. You know, I love the grill brushes. It's got the tough uh, green pad on it. Yeah. Um, and another critical thing is, you know, if you turn that grill on a little bit for maybe two to three minutes, the heat really helps with your degreaser product to melt mm-hmm. those cooked on carbons and, and fats and things like that. And then when you scrub it, it makes that scrubbing a heck of a lot easier. And we really don't have time to take out the grates and soak them. Yeah, Exactly unlikely but i know my 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 housekeeper or my housekeeper at one of my properties used to do that that was the first thing she did she'd walk in she'd turn the grill on and then go and and do a little bit of uh, checking through the house then go out and um, it, it was easy easy clean then but i'm really glad you mentioned the brushes and i think it was justin probably who brought up one of those nastier cases where somebody did ingest a bristle from a, a cheap brush do not buy those brushes from the dollar store and he died. Yeah. And that, that is, you know, that's, that's the ultimate, but you certainly don't want to be the owner or the manager of a property where something similar to that happens. No, we've got to be um, careful. So make we've sure be, you buy. We've got to really be diligent and, yeah. and have all those safety in, in, in place and also educate and, and teaching about that to our, to our cleaners and make sure everybody's, you know, aware of it. You know, communication is, is huge. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I hope that we've excited everybody now about cleaning and getting the right cleaning products. You know, I'm, I'm thinking even for my home, I, you know, when I come down to Gulf Shores, we shall meet up and I will get some cleaning products from you to bring home. I would love to. I'd love to give you a couple of samples for the mold and mildew. (laughs) Ah, oh, yeah, that sounds very good. I'd like to come up and you know try them out in in some of the properties up here. You could get a, a whole new market up here. <laughs> 
Um, so how do how do people get in touch with you, Sean, and uh, and find out more about your education and about the products that you offer, the drop and go products particularly? Yeah, um, the email address is, is easy, Sean S E A N at etisolutions.co. Got to remember to do that .co, not .com. So Sean at etisolutions.co. And we've got a great designed website, um, the Drop and Go Cleaning Products. And it's basically the word drop and then just do the N instead of and, dropandgocleaningproducts.com. You kind of see a lot of our tools and equipment and things that we also offer. But I've got blogs on there. I've got some podcasts, you know, like you and I are doing that are on there too that can help educate and, and, and learn, you know, from some of our sessions that we've done. I'll be at VRMA this year doing two, two panels. One will be Wednesday at, uh, I think, 1045 which is going to be one of the last ones. So hopefully everybody's not dead and tired and ready to, to continue learning. But I'm, <laughs> I'm doing that one. And then Dirk Johnson and I also will have one, I believe, on Tuesday. So I'll be down there. Ask me questions. Pull me aside. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to help. Well, I will be there and, uh, and I will probably come and ask you some more questions. So, uh, yeah, we, we will meet up then. I'll make sure that, um, that all the information on Drop and Go is on the show notes so that if you're interesting and interested in finding out more, you can go take a look at the show notes and, uh, and check that out. So anything else you want to add, Sean, before we depart here? No, I think I think we're good. I appreciate your time and allow me to you know help educate and talk about this this process because it is critical. Well, you've inspired me, and and hopefully you've inspired everybody else that's listening as well to at least take a look at what they are using and the products that they have. Hopefully, not under the sink. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't leave them out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but uh, but yes, that's inspired me. So I hope it is, has inspired everybody else. Thank you so much for joining me. It's just been uh, you know it's 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 been way way more interesting than I expected. It can be to- fun. Thank you, Heather. Well, I never thought that the topic of cleaning would actually excite me, but I, I'm looking forward to uh, to trying out some of these products that uh, that Sean has been offering. Because I've, you know, over the years, and I've I used to live in base housing when my husband was in the Royal Air Force in England, and we moved countless times. And for anybody who's ever lived in military housing, I'm sure it's the same everywhere. You have to really leave those places so spotless, and and I know it's different now. And now you can actually get cleaning teams in, but then you were not allowed to do that. You had to do it yourself. And I remember trying absolutely every type of cleaning product to get those places clean. And yeah, over the years, I think I've used everything there is. So I'm quite interested in uh, in trying out some of these drop and go products. So if you're interested, Sean was going to mention it and we didn't get around to it. But uh, if you're interested in the products and you go to drop and, drop and go.co using the discount code VRF23, that's VRF23. It will give you a discount. Um, so go over to dropandgo.co and uh, take a look and see what is uh, available there. And for sure, 
get in touch with Sean if you've got any questions at all. <laughs> he's, he's inspired me, as I said, and I'm sure he'll inspire you to, uh, to get that much more knowledge about cleaning methods and cleaning products. Okay, that's it. I think I'm done with cleaning. I sort of feel the urge to go and clean a window or two now. And since, as I'm recording this, we are experiencing just record-breaking temperatures. I mean, it's, it's it's in the high 80s outside, and and I'm recording this in the early part of October, which is which is crazy. I'm sure it'll be snowing next week, but the reason I mention that is that uh, it's nice to go outside and clean my outside windows and frames, and I quite feel the motivation to go and do that now. So I hope you've uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got a lot out of it. I certainly did, and that you'll get in touch with Sean if you've got questions and if you're going to VRMA to the um, to the conference in Orlando uh, at the end of October, then you'll have the chance to go see Sean on those panels. Don't forget um, our Tipping Point episode that now goes out every Monday. These are proving really, really popular, and they're just seven to ten minutes on a single topic, and it's more of an education piece than than an interview, although we are bringing in some experts to actually give their insights. So if you haven't yet checked out the Tipping Point, try going to our YouTube channel, I'll put the information on that on the show notes as well, because all these tipping point episodes, they have slides and graphics. So it's a little bit like a presentation as well. So if you like that visual side of it, as well as the audio side of it, then that might be your way of consuming that information. So go check out the tipping point on YouTube or on your preferred audio platform. It will come out every Monday morning. Okay. I think that's it for me today. I'm off to clean. I hope you're going to have a great rest of your day and I'll see you again next week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Price Labs, and their dynamic pricing and revenue management tools. Click the link in the description of this episode for more information. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.